It's Tuesday, August 29, 2023. And this is Uranium Spotlight, your weekly podcast dedicated to delivering the latest news and events shaping the uranium fuel market and its critical role in the global energy landscape. Brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group, trading on the TSX Venture and the OTCQB. PurePoint actively operates a portfolio of advanced uranium projects in the world's richest uranium district and has established partnerships with some of the largest uranium suppliers worldwide. While our passion for this subject is undeniable, it's essential to clarify that the information presented here is not investment advice. Instead, our goal is to offer an unbiased and comprehensive review of recent events that could impact uranium prices. And now your host, Chris Frostad. In this week's Uranium Spotlight, we look at new figures out of the U.S. and China. We'll also take a look at an SMR deal in Sweden, South Africa and China's new nuclear partnership, Kazakhstan's demands on the IAEA, and a look at how one uranium company is doing just fine in the aftermath of the Niger coup. The uranium spot price rose slightly by 25 cents last week to close at $58.50 U.S. per pound U308. Spot prices experienced a subtle beginning last week, gaining momentum as Wednesday approached and ultimately concluding with eight transactions sealed. The price for spot U308 persisted in its ascent, although its upward trajectory did ease towards the week's end, possibly due to buyers momentarily pushing back against further escalation. Meanwhile, the term market remained relatively calm throughout the week, devoid of any disclosed new substantial demand. The price of uranium is poised to experience a notable increase in the near term due to several converging factors. Last week, China General Nuclear Power Corporation reported a 14% increase in power generation, highlighting a surge in demand for clean energy. With 27 operational nuclear power units contributing to this growth, the equivalent of 32 million tons of coal consumption was avoided, preventing over 87 million tons of carbon dioxide emissions. This trend is not exclusive to China, which draws about 5% of its massive power needs from nuclear energy. Other major nuclear power producers, such as France, draws 62% of its power from nuclear energy, while the U.S. at 19% and Russia, also at roughly 19%, are also playing significant roles in the global nuclear energy landscape, indicating a widespread push for nuclear power expansion. The surge in interest is also attributed to the emphasis on clean and stable energy sources, as well as the increasing global focus on energy security, as pointed out by Jonathan Hines, president of nuclear fuel consultancy, UXC. The substantial growth potential in the nuclear power market, fueled by the need for cleaner energy and enhanced energy security, has already led to a surge in uranium prices over the last three years. This is reinforced by last week's data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration, which indicates that uranium concentrate production is finally beginning to see modest increases, reaching 7,443 pounds of U308 in Q2 2023. This is pale in comparison, however, to other major uranium-producing nations such as Canada, which produced more than 7,000 tons, Kazakhstan at more than 21,000 tons, and Namibia at a little over 5,000 tons. It's important to note that current world production has still only accounted for 74% of global demand. The World Nuclear Association underscores the necessity for coordinated and consistent investment in the nuclear supply chain to facilitate the expansion of the nuclear power sector in alignment with net zero goals and sustainable development targets. With a growing number of operational reactors worldwide and a focus on optimizing supply chains, 
The stage is set for the uranium market to see a sustained increase in prices in the near future. Swedish nuclear technical services provider Studsvik has signed a memorandum of understanding with small modular reactor project development company Kernful Next, aiming to explore the feasibility of constructing and operating SMRs on the Studsvik industrial site near Nikoping. The feasibility study, set to conclude in December, is assessing the financial, technological, environmental, and societal aspects of hosting commercial SMRs at the site. Kernville Next and Studsvik view the partnership as a potential opportunity for the establishment of one of Europe's first SMR parks, aiming for operation in the early 2030s. The partnership's decisions will depend on the study's outcomes and local acceptance. During the BRICS summit in South Africa, the country signed multiple agreements with China aimed at revitalizing its energy sector, which has been plagued by an energy crisis causing significant economic challenges. These agreements involve modernizing South Africa's nuclear power plant, enhancing its electricity transmission and distribution network, and improving its coal-fired power plants. China's expertise in power transmission grid networks, renewable energy plants, and generation capacity, which are the largest globally, has prompted South Africa to seek collaboration. South Africa's power utility, ESCOM, faces a shortfall of approximately 4,000 megawatts, contributing to the frequent power cuts and an overstrained transmission capacity. These agreements aim to extend the life of existing coal-fired power plants, introduce technology to reduce emissions at a lower cost, and potentially establish transformer and solar PV panel manufacturing facilities. President Cyril Ramaphosa announced that China would provide emergency power equipment and grants valued at over $35 million U.S. for the power sector, although specific timelines were not disclosed. Kazakhstan, the world's largest uranium producer, is seeking to disrupt the long-established decision-making processes of the International Atomic Energy Agency. Kazakhstan is responsible for approximately 40% of global uranium production, but is not represented on the IAEA's board which convenes four times a year to make critical decisions about the global nuclear industry. In a move to challenge this exclusion, Kazakhstan is preparing to file a legal demand to be granted a seat on the board, citing that the omission violates the principle of equality. The IAEA board, dominated by Western countries, focuses on activities that could contribute to nuclear weapons proliferation. Kazakhstan, which hosts an IAEA nuclear fuel bank, is one of the 17 countries currently excluded from the board and it will present its demands for inclusion at the IAEA's upcoming general conference. While IAEA member states ultimately decide on board membership, the agency's administration has expressed its willingness to provide support. Kazakhstan's motion has garnered support from diverse quarters, including Russia, Iran, and the U.S., who are in favor of a rule change to provide more equitable representation. The move comes amidst growing concerns over the vulnerabilities in nuclear fuel markets and supply chains following recent geopolitical events and Russia's actions in Ukraine. As political disruptions in Niger continue, news sources suspected that military leadership may block shipments of uranium to France. Analysts felt, however, that the coup wouldn't materially affect global uranium supplies. In the days after the coup, the price of uranium in global spot markets inched up by only 10 cents to $56.25, more than double what it was three years ago, but still less than half its historic peak of $140 in 2007. By this week, however, the price spiked another $2 to $58.25.
Bob Tate, Vice President of Investor Relations for Toronto-based Global Atomic Corp, spoke to HuffPost last week, providing some insight into the effects of the coup on their project in Niger. Global Atomic's DASA mine is still under construction and lies roughly 600 miles northeast of the capital of Namai. People are going about their business as usual, said Tate. I don't see our operations getting interrupted. He went on to say, I don't know whether or not uranium shipments out of the country will be affected, but it wouldn't affect us either way. Although Global Atomic's share price was negatively affected immediately following news of the coup, last week shares rose 9% to $1.46 Canadian. And that wraps up your Uranium Spotlight coverage for this week. For more news and events from the world of uranium, please tune in next week to Uranium Spotlight. You've been listening to Uranium Spotlight, your weekly podcast dedicated to delivering the latest news and events shaping the uranium fuel market and its critical role in the global energy landscape. Brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group, advancing its position as the premier uranium explorer in the world's richest uranium district. Join us again next week for Uranium Spotlight. 